All right, everyone, my name is Steve Howard. Thank you for tuning in. We are joined today by the newest retiree, Kim Johnson. Thank you for joining us here on the show, Kim. I'm super happy to be here. Thanks. Oh, I bet you are. Awesome, awesome stuff. So kind of tell us a little bit about what it is you did in the military during your time. Okay. Um, so long story short, uh, commissioned as an aviation officer, uh, was uh, trained to fly a UH-60 Blackhawk. Okay. So I was a pilot primarily, um, also did quite a bit of aviation operations. I guess that's the easiest way to describe it. So um, handling air mission requests, planning for aircraft to do air assaults or any type of support to ground units. Okay, okay. Um, and just variations of that for like 20 years. So you had the, the, the sexy job in the military, the, the one that everybody, all the soldiers want but can never get. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's not the same for women, though. I feel like for guys, it's like, oh, go into the club and say, like, I'm a pilot. And everybody's like, yeah. You go in as a woman sometimes and say, I'm a pilot. And everybody's like, oh, I, I should probably go over here somewhere. I don't, I can't compete with that. Um, no, it's, it's, it is funny. It is a funny story. I told someone I was a pilot and they just kind of like shrunk in themselves a little bit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I saw, I just, just saw his self-esteem just leave his body in That's front of hilarious. me. <laughs> but, okay. but yeah. So the premise of what we're doing here is to educate transitioning military <laughs> soldiers, sailors, marine, airmen on the process and kind of giving them some tools that they can use as they go through their transition out of the whatever service it is they're in. Yeah. So as you went through that process, just finishing it up, like what are some of the takeaways that you had as you went through that process? I think the biggest thing is give yourself enough time to go through the process. I know some people, they wait, right? I think uh, two years is the, the earliest you can start the uh -huh. TAPS or Soldier for Life program. Uh -huh. um, but I would I honestly say start a little bit sooner before that um, in terms of thinking what you want to do okay. and making the right moves for that. Um, again, do TAP as soon as you can. And, uh, but a lot of people wait till like the very last minute, like a year out, and that's just not enough time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so as you went through that transition and you started that process, um, what were some of the, I guess, the hurdles that you ran into as you went through? Will it be the, the paperwork for your retirement or it be the paperwork for your medical piece? Like, what were some yeah. of the hurdles for you? Well, I guess people don't talk about it. You just think, oh, I'm retiring, and it's like all rainbows and butterflies, and it's quick. It's not. And, and it's not. Um, there's a lot of programs out there to help people transitioning. Um, the biggest problem is it's everybody's trying to help, but it's, all, it's, not, um, it's not grouped together. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of go searching for it and research for it. Like I have a binder of like all the pamphlets from the things I've gone to and notes and everything um, grouped together. It's almost a full-time job. Okay. People think they can just spend an hour here and they'll be fine, and it's, and it's not. And a lot of it's not um, automated either, so it's all manual. You have yep. to fill out this form, which, by the way, this form is nowhere online. Now you got to find the one POC to get the form to fill out, like, oh, by the way, we sent you the wrong form. It's a different form now. Yeah. Um, so that makes it interesting. Um, I'm kind of rambling a little bit. Um, but I would say keep a binder, keep your notes, uh, work out your timeline from the jump of backtracking with what your out day is and what are the things you need to get done. So figuring out 
your insurance, figuring out if you need to get any type of education or certifications before you get out. Um, and then also researching into the industry you're thinking about. I think mm -hmm. that's people's biggest problem is that they don't know what they want to do. Yeah. And they get, they kind of wait to the last minute and go, I'll just do the civilian version of what I'm doing. And they might not have the, the civilian certifications that they need to do that. The other thing with TAPS is, I would say it's a good program, but again, there's a bunch of different pro other small sub-programs, but they're not all co-located. Mm -hmm. um, they tend to guide you or kind of push you towards kind of like a government employee again. So yep. either like GS, uh, working just basic operations, or some kind of certification in terms of like, oh, well, you're going to go sell houses, or you're going to do construction, or you're going to drive a truck, or basically doing what you were doing in the military mm -hmm. as a civilian. If you're anyone who wants to do something more artistic, if you want to go into like Hollywood or script writing or more than just software engineering. So like for me, I wanted to be a user experience designer. They don't have anything like that. So I kind of had to carve out my own path and come up with my own uh, way forward. And nothing you did in the military prepared you for that. Absolutely not. <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. I'll say, because um, it's different. Um, but I did a lot of, uh, that goes back to the don't wait to the minimum of those two years. Mm -hmm. um, I was getting to a point about five years out of like, okay, there's a couple ways my career can go. I could get a battalion command and that could work out. But like, what if it doesn't? Do I want to continue being staff and I'm not going to get promoted past lieutenant colonel? Do I want to stay or do I want to go? And I was getting to that point of like, I wanted to explore other options. So I started trying to figure out. What do I want to be when I grow up? What mm -hmm. do I enjoy? And I think the best thing I've came across, and it, it might have been a YouTube video or somewhere, they said, try to figure out what you would like doing and you'd be okay doing it for free, but figure out how to get paid for it. Yeah. And that was the nice thing about uh, user experience. My brother told me about it. Cause it's like, ah, oh, I might go be a project manager, but it's like, that feels like just being the three all the time, just ops, just constant stress. And mm -hmm. it's like, I don't want to be stressed, but I do like operations a little bit. And then I was like, man, maybe I'll do something more artistic, go more like uh, interior design, more architect type making homes. And it's like, that's not quite it either. And he said, user experience, because it's, it's really what I've been doing in the military all this time is helping people, helping your soldiers, making uh, systems or processes in your organization to make okay. things go smoother. Okay. Um, yes, it will be towards an app or a website, but we do it in the military. You know, how can I make this Excel or this PowerPoint help out everybody to know or onboard people or anything like that? So it's kind of taking that approach, but you can also make it make it look pretty too. That's kind of yeah, like the definitely. the different part. Definitely. So you, you said um, so as you're going to this transition. What was your process of determining whether you wanted to go the contractor route, go the GS route, go the civilian route, or go back to school like what you're doing? Mm -hmm. Like what, what played into that decision-making process for you? Well, my biggest thing is because, um, I don't know, I'll just say it, because I went to West Point. So as soon as I came out of college, out of high school, I went straight to a military academy and then straight into the Army. So I've never done anything on the civilian, and I kind of wanted to do something completely opposite of Army. Like, what can get me the farthest away kind of mm -hmm. in the Army? And then um, 
I went, okay, I'm doing something completely different than what I've been trained. If I just take what I'm on paper, oh, I'm a helicopter pilot. I can do managerial things and some operation-type planning or strategic. And I knew I didn't want to do that. So I got to figure out a way so that civilian people who would look at my application would go, oh, she can do this yeah. other thing. Yeah. And usually the best way is through education. Um, but there's a, a program that's in the military, and I don't think we talk about it enough, is like DOD Skill Bridge or mm -hmm. uh, career, uh, career Skills Program, what the Army calls it. Because they kind of throw it on the site, but none of the links work. They don't give you any additional information. But it's an opportunity for you to, um, they have some set programs to try the industry that you're trying to go into to learn and determine if that's what you want to do. And then sometimes you can get a job out of that. So like a big one is called Hiring Your Heroes. Um, because I wanted to do something that was not, I guess, the prescribed or what the, the way forward that a lot of military people take, mm -hmm. I did an individual internship. So I found an organization that was near where I lived that had UX designers in it. And okay. I just, honestly, I just cold emailed nice. the person in charge and say, hey, I'm Lieutenant Colonel Kim Johnson. I'm retiring. I really love UX, and this is what I'm trying to do. Would you be open to doing a career skill bridge with me? And they said, yeah. I did an interview later, another talk, and they said, yeah. And I filled out the paperwork and did it. So I was lucky enough to do, I did a three-month internship where okay. it's a, an organization called Air Force Cyber, Cyberworks. But they are UX designers in there and UX researchers, and they also do some innovation and design sprints as well. So have you ever seen AJ and Smart mm -hmm. kind of sprint? They do a version of that, but then they add in extra activities. Okay. And I got to do hands-on with that, work with Space Force and the, um, some of the, <clears throat> the departments at the Air Force Academy and some other organizations. So it's been really good for, A, creating a network, um, testing out that I like, uh, be testing out that I do indeed like that industry because mm -hmm. what happens is a lot of people get out, they go into a particular field and find out they don't like it. Exactly. And then, um, and then that led me to like, I really do enjoy this. I do want to make this my career. So let me pr pursue additional education to really uh, make me prepared for this uh, new career path I want to do. So it's like I had an opportunity to go to grad school to really learn and get that really firm baseline of this is how this uh, profession is, as opposed to kind of in the military. Mm -hmm. You get in just enough, like, okay, you're a little dangerous, and then they move you to the next thing. So yeah. you never get to really get good. And it's like, I want to have an opportunity to really, really get good. And from officers, they never allow us to become experts. Right, because it's reserved more yeah. for your warrant officers yeah. and your enlisted. You're, you're always just enough, and you're just managing. And I really wanted to become... Skilled in my craft. Yeah. yeah. And, and that kind of, that experience that you took to get there, right, mm -hmm. that kind of leads into one of the things that I'm always telling military veterans as they transition out. Your biggest leverage and bargaining chip is why you have that uniform on. Because mm -hmm. once it's off, nobody cares, right? And so imagine you calling them six months after you had gotten out of the military asking to do can I come? It'd have been like no. Yeah, because like, who are you? Yeah, who are you? But you're still in that uniform, so you're now able to leverage that to do something that's going to help you later on in your career. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, grad school, and then 
what do you, what do you, what is your, what is your plan as far as going from grad school to what's next for Kim Johnson? So after grad school, the plan is to get a, a user experience a design job at um, one of the bigger companies, I guess, in the Seattle area, because there's quite a few companies. So, mm -hmm. it was a, and again, take the time to learn and really see how the business works in, in those organizations. And eventually, um, my, my goal is to grow into that. I am that, that senior UX designer, and I am using what I did learn in the military, and the part of the military I really enjoyed was that mentoring and helping others coming up uh, be successful. Yeah. So, because there's there's not a lot of minorities in uh, the UX field so much right now. I know there, there's more, um, but yeah, I would really like to to do that. And I actually put that on my college application. That was my goal to get um, into those senior positions because I I do think I have a, a knack for just treating people like people. Like yeah, you could I could still be the boss, but we can all be cordial and work well. Definitely. It's, you know, as long as everybody's doing what they're supposed to. You don't have to be like, well, I'm the boss. I know everything, and anything you say is invalid. That's that's not helpful to anybody. So, Definitely. Yeah. My success is their success. So that's that's kind of how I, I approach life. So what would be your one takeaway from any individual transitioning out of the military in the next coming months? Um, what would be your bit of advice that you would give them as they take that journey? Give yourself time, really. And I know that sounds weird, like time. Like the army is always going, or the military is going to find. Um, they're always going to say they need you and take your time. But at the end of the day, it's your time to transition. It's to figure out what you need to do, get your affairs in order, which is a good point. While you're still in the military, so you can still use. Um, if you need any type of financial services assistance, you can get you know stuff registered while yeah. you're still military or take a chance of those discounts. See legal services. Make sure your will and your power of attorneys and all those things are done when you can get it for free yeah. and be set up. Definitely. Because um, people will work to the very end. It's like, well, they need me. And it's like, as soon as you're gone, they're going to replace you with somebody else and they're going to carry on. Yes, they are. <laughs> and... And, and this was an advice that our, our, our deputy CG told me when I was transitioning. It's like, you owe, at this point, you owe the Army nothing. So go do what you need to do so that you can have a smooth transition and take care of yourself. Because that's the rest of your life. If you don't have a good starting block, you have to dig yourself out of that hole because you worked to the last minute and not took care of your affairs like you should have. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, I, I'll, I'll close it with this. Um, as we came up with the idea to do this, um, and just going through your retirement ceremony, right? What was the what was the one song that they played? Then the army song, right? Mm -hmm. There's a point in the army song where it goes, and the army keeps rolling along. It does. It's a machine. <laughs> it's gonna roll along mm -hmm. whether you're there or you're not. It rolled along before we showed up. It's gonna roll along after we show up, after we leave. Yes. And so, definitely have to take care of yourself and these ending processes and continue to, because um, especially if you have family, like yeah. taking care of all those things. Yeah, so. take, take care of yourself. Don't burn bridges and go like, oh, I'm out and just be yeah. disrespectful. Be respectful, but take your take your time. Those, those last six months, like, it goes so fast. So, so fast. And I had a really 
I had a plan. I had, and it was crazy when I was going through the whole process. It was like, why are you nervous? You have such a great plan. And it's like, still, like I, someone probably else said, like, if you're in the military for 20 years, I haven't gone to any civilian school, I've, except for online. Everything's been all military. And now it's like, now you're going into the world. Regardless of your plan, it's still a little scary or fright yeah. or stressful. It is. I'm not going to lie. I had a couple months there that was just like, oh, my God, this is real. This is happening. I'm actually leaving the military. I'm not, I'm not trying to live back with my parents. Like, I want to make sure I'm good. Like, I can't. I know they would have my back, but it's like, yeah. I refuse to be an adult living with my parents. So yeah. it's just like, uh, because I can't go. So, yeah. Oh. Have a plan. Give yourself time. Well, awesome. Well, Kim, thank you for sitting down, taking the time to talk with us. Um, catch the next episode. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Have a good one.